At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSEN. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Good Wednesday morning to you. It is a numbers game at VSEN, the Sports Betting Network, VSEN.com, the VSEN app, Fubo, Sling, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. It's all proudly sponsored by BetMGM Nevada. We appreciate that as always. It's Gil Alexander, Ben Wilson in for Jeff Parlay all week. Ben, good morning to you, sir. Morning, Gil. How we doing? Doing well. You did a fine job. Rave reviews yesterday oh. with your college baseball bets and your Thank breakdown you. of the regionals. We look forward to more college baseball talk later this week. Can we commit to that? I think we can. Uh, yeah, for yeah, sure. Uh, sure. For sure. But yeah. then we were rewarded after the show by just a, I mean, what an epic at Roland Garros yesterday. I mean, what a crazy day. Listen, here, here's the thing. By the way, on the show today, we'll talk hockey with Jake Hahn, baseball with John Legasa and Jason Weingarten, basketball with Dan Bespris. We're going to try to squeeze out as much basketball talk as we can before the NBA final starts. Anytime you're ready, NBA, we're ready to get going. Tomorrow night, game one. Jeez. Doesn't it feel like the finals is its own little entity? Like the season ended and then it's like this finals coronation exhibition thing. Uh, Brady Cannon will join us in studio to talk golf as well later. And, yeah, so we're going to get to the big golf story, too. But, yes, to your point, Ben. So we lost a big future play yesterday on Carlito. That was disappointing. Uh, Carlos Alcaraz loses in the quarterfinals to Sasha Zverev. There's nothing you can say. Uh, 56 unforced errors. Sasha Sasha Zverev, after all, is the third, the the world number three. He did not buckle. He deserved it. And, uh... Carlitos goes down in four sets, so we lose a, a, a future that was set up so beautifully with big numbers. But to your point, Ben, it's like when you lose something like that in tennis, 
I, I also would like to think that I haven't gotten so jaded to the fact that I am just a sports better and I can't appreciate sport at all. It's why I appreciate the Warriors so much for being the most beautiful thing in sports. But I, w- I will say this, and, and I don't care. I'll let the hate wash over me. There is no better display of athleticism and mental fortitude than the sport of tennis at its highest levels. And I have said this time and time again on this show, that Roger Federer, Rafa Nadal, and Novak Djokovic are better at tennis than any of us are at anything. And so between the Zverev-Alcaraz match, which we lost and lost the potential of a lot of money, and then the Nadal-Djokovic 59th match between the two of them, and by the way, it's 30-29 to in favor of Joker after that match yesterday, Lifetime. What we are witnessing, we just have to sit there and appreciate. And as Rafa Nadal said after his four-set win over Novak Djokovic, which advanced Nadal to take on Sasha Zverev in the semis at the French Open, tennis's second major of the year, and the one that Rafa has won 13 times going for his 14th, we don't know when his last, he said, I don't know when my, last, when my next match is going to be my last. And Rafa Nadal is now two matches away from being halfway to a grand slam at what will be the age of 36 in a few days. June 3rd, a couple days from now, his birthday, his 36th birthday. And so I just, it just, I know we do everything through sports betting. And let me just say this about tennis. Not only is it the greatest sport to watch and to appreciate, but as I think we've displayed time and time again on this show, it's the best sport to bet. And so I just, you know, if, if, if I leave here one day with anything, let that be the thing. By the way, I do have two picks today, and I don't believe the one has, has one. No, they're both still haven't started. So let's just get these out. Uh, I am on Marin, uh, on Marin Cilich as a dog against Andre Rublev. Got him at plus 113. That match should start in about seven minutes. Rublev's all-court numbers in recent years, obviously way better than Cilich's, but not on clay. Not on clay these days. Chilich's clay numbers just off the charts. He shouldn't be a dog here. So I'm on Chilich, and then the Rude Rune, uh, the Rude Rune match later today. I'm on the over in games, 37 and a half. So those are the two tennis picks of the day. And again, the Rublev Chilich match starts momentarily. Again, on Marin Chilich. Don't didn't think I'd have two plays today as this as the pickings get slimmer, but in fact that's how it came up today. Holger so, Vitas Navsgad Rude uh, no, Rune to you. Nodzgov. Nodzgov Rune. We did a we did a whole breakdown of that. Apparently you you take the last names of both of your parents plus your middle name. So that's how you get to Holger Vitas Vitas Nodzgov Rune. Great stuff. It's great stuff. Great story. Deep dive. So anyway, that's my ode to tennis. Uh, and uh, Igor Sviatek, by the way. Match point, couple match points now against Jesse Pakula for her to get to the semifinals on the uh, on the lady side, and if Iga can win the tournament, that will definitely take the pain away from the Carlito side, because uh, Iga will have done it again for us. Uh, the other big sort of thing that came down last night when we were doing primetime action, Ben, I don't know if you know this, but I do it with Matt Brown and Kelly Bidlin. So um, I've heard, yeah, I've heard, I mentioned that a couple times. Uh, was this we were we were openly talking about how. You know, the golf tour, we're like, okay, this week it's, uh, it's the Memorial, then next week the Canadian Open, then it's the U.S. Open. And Kelly, out loud on the show, is like, that, isn't that Saudi Arabian? Isn't the LIV thing supposed to happen June 9th? Like, they still haven't announced the field for this thing? And literally, as, as he's complaining about that, the, the news comes down the next break. Oh, here's the list of players who are going to play in this Greg Norman fronted, at least he's the face of it. Spawn off 
Saudi-backed LIV Golf Tour, which is scheduled for, I want to say, eight events, five of which are in the United States of America, which I did not know. And the big name on that list, Ben, was Dustin Johnson, which came as as a surprise, quote-unquote. But remember, 100 days ago, DJ's name came up, and through the PGA Tour, they, they issued a statement. Basically, this was after Phil Mickelson stuck his foot in his mouth, and DJ wanted to distance himself from it, and the PGA Tour wanted DJ to distance himself from it. And they had this whole thing, oh, Dustin Johnson loves the PGA Tour. I'm just paraphrasing with the pistol. He goes, oh, he thinks it's the greatest thing on earth. He would never, ever play for another tour. It would never happen. Anyway, DJ's playing on <laughs> DJ's playing in this other tournament. And uh, on primetime action last night, you know, we had Sia Najad on, who uh, is not only a golf analyst, a golf better, but also an attorney. And, you know, listen, the, the big threat of the PGA Tour and all of this is if you make your decision to play in this LIV golf tour, let's call it, nine, nine events, eight events, eight events exactly is what I think it's scheduled for. If you make the decision to do that, you're done here. Will they make good on that threat? And so uh, here's what Sia Najad, again, attorney, not only golf analyst, but attorney, had to say about that. How you doing, Sia? I'm doing well. And you know, Gil, with my attorney background, I got to say, I tweeted about this a few weeks ago very briefly. I think DJ has already lawyered up and, and knows exactly what he's doing. He's going to make his money. He's going to be the face of this tour, which maybe he wants to be for whatever reason. And I think he plans on playing on the PGA Tour. And I think he's he's already set and I'm speculating, of course, but I think he's already set for a pretty big legal battle that I think his lawyers have told him he's going to win. I think he's going to win that battle as well. Wow. And I will I will concede to you. I will I will uh, defer to you on that. And, and I'm thinking you're probably right. Uh, why do you why are you so confident that he will win that? Because and, and I don't have the language in front of me, but when the PGA Tour issued their statement um, somewhat recently about why the 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 PGA Tour players who leave are not going to be able to come back. They used a lot of ambiguity that that in terms of the language that they already have in their bylaws or whatever you want to call them, that seemed to not like the, the language seemed to not contemplate like this particular situation. And therefore, they don't really have any language, in my opinion, that I've seen that would bar a player from coming back and playing on the PGA Tour. Now, obviously, all of these things have catch-all language that that people can use sort of like general commentary within bylaws or whatever you call them to to have, you know, a legal leg to stand on. But at the end of the day, uh, I don't think they're going to be able to bar these guys from coming back and playing on the PGA tour. Listen, I could be wrong. I am not neck deep into this yet, but based on the statement that, and, and sort of does the gymnastics that they were going through to make that statement and, and to try to make a statement to these PGA players, it seemed like this is pretty tenuous at best. Anyway. So on the one hand, right, I've just got through talking about how tennis is the greatest as, as I think we've proven time and time again on this show, the greatest sport to bet and the greatest sporting marvel on planet Earth. On the other hand, this is not like the biggest betting story, only in the sense of, will we end up betting these other tournaments in Saudi Arabia? There's no TV deal. So I don't know how likely it is that one would want to bet this, although there's some who bet senior PGA and they're not necessarily watching, right? There's some who bet European Tour, they're not necessarily watching. So if there is a betting opportunity, this will be very interesting to see who posts the lines and what those lines would be because 
essentially, if you're a middling player on the PGA Tour, then you're thinking to yourself, well, these purses are bigger than even our majors. I'm going to go over there. I'm going to win a lot more money than I would here for my family. Why wouldn't I do it? Dustin Johnson's 35 years old. Dustin Johnson, who's not really a draw. Like, I don't know if there's anybody who's like, oh, i got to watch Dustin Johnson play this week. Oh, my God, he's so charismatic. Like, I don't think that happens. But the notion that, that there may be something else to bet on here, and DJ will be favored in every single one of these events. Every single one of them. So Dustin Johnson could rake. He could make so much money here. But I think C is right. I think the way DJ thinks it's going to go is he's going to play in this and he's going to be he's going to walk right back in to the PGA Tour. So it's going to be fun to. I mean, that is some interesting drama. I know Jason Weingarten wants to talk about it later because he's got some thoughts. Brady Cannon will join us later on the show. He's got some thoughts. Um, so uh, by the way, Iga Sviatek through to the semifinals. Boom. There you go. Two more. Let's go. But she does have Kasatkina in the semis. That's going to be tough. Uh, and then the winner of the uh, the Coco Golf. Who's Coco playing again on the other side? I can't even remember anymore. Coco is playing. The answer to that is Trevisan, uh, of course. Of course. Of course, Martina Trevisan. Well, okay, I had yesterday. Yes. yes. Great. Who, uh, by the way, I don't want to say this out loud, but I think I'll probably have a play on in that match against Coco, given the clay numbers. I don't know that for a fact yet, but it I would think make sense. I too. would make sense. Yeah. I think that's going to happen as well. So at least one more play, I, I believe, after today. Uh, all right, John Legasa on baseball next. Jake Hahn on hockey. Dan Bresbris, that's Dan Bespris on basketball. Then Jason Weingarten from Under a Cloud of Smoke. Brady Cannon, the sporting gamut, the sports betting gamut on a numbers game at Vicent, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM with all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Just download the BetMGM app. It won't take you but a few seconds. That's the truth. And stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account. That'll take a few minutes. And then you start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. It's that simple. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling prom call 1-800-522-4700. You know who's not on that list, Ben, to be in the uh, tournament in London? Phil Mickelson. Not on the list. Phil. After all that. You know who is in the tournament? Who is? Our favorite U.S. Open 36-hole leader from Torrey Pines, Dick Bland. <laughs> Let's go. I'm going to have a bet on Dickie Bland. Ben. Top 40 out of 40, what is it, 48-person field? Ben Wilson, everybody. Top 40? Can you make a top 40 bet on that? Get a top 40 bet <laughs> That's on him? Right. Yeah. Oh, uh, man. That's Richard Bland to you, Ben. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's John Legasa from the Mayo Media Network. You can follow him on Twitter at MLB Moving Average. <laughs> That's Moving AVG. Uh, John, great to see you, man. Guys, good morning. Kill man. I really I love your style. Any time of day, any day of the week, you know, the smile is on, you're getting laughs. I, you put me in such a good mood, man. Love the oh, show. You're, you're so kind. So is because you've said that now, I feel like I can uh, I, I'm taking requests. Uh, Las Vegas Chris, who is a very successful pro football handicapper, he's won multiple contests here in town. He actually texted me and he goes, please ask Legesa about the Mets today. Uh, in, in the situation they're in, obviously they've got the Dodgers on tap. Are they going to rest players? He wants your advice on this game today. I'm not making that up right here on the phone. Man, that's amazing. I've actually spoken to Chris off air. He talked about razor sharp. That just may be the sharpest tool in the shed. You know, listen, right now I'm going to take an old trading term. Right now the trend is our friend. We got the Mets at Cookie Carrasco against Evan Lee. Right now, Washington is fresh out of Major League-ready arms. He's been okay in the minor leagues. I did a little bit of digging into Evan Lee. You know, the the K minus walk at 18% is okay. The swing strike rate was there. But, man, a lot of fly balls. He's given up a couple home runs in the minors and that all-important double-digit walk rate from Lee. The Mets right now are white hot. And something you and I spoke about early in the year, they are incredibly deep. And now, whoop. When what do good teams do, Gil? They find young talent seemingly out of nowhere. Now Nick Plummer is the flavor of the month. <laughs> they have Dom Smith. Hey, Dom Smith could probably start on, I don't know, eight 
teams probably every day, and he just gets sent down to the minors. You got to get with the Mets while the getting is good. DeGrom is still waiting to come back. McGill is still waiting to come back. I know people are tied to these jersey narratives, but, man, right now it's let's go Mets go, like, all the way. But are you staying away from this one? Do we have John here? John, are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, are you staying away from oh, this game, well, though? Oh, you know what? I, I hadn't had it circled because it, it's so it's so early that I hadn't gotten around when I do my morning show. It's at the crack of dawn. I wanted people to get a chance. My beef is going to be, as always, Gil, it's the pricing. Minus 245 yeah. in the money line, minus 160 on the cover. Yes, I do think the Mets will cover them up, roll them up, and probably toss them off the bridge today. But I just have a hard time paying that kind of juice. That's really it. But I do think they get it. But I, I generally don't. Bet a single minus 160, let's say. Yeah, and there's always the possibility of, you know, you got to check the lineups with these because who knows? Who knows what happens? Early game today. Early in particular. That's what I was getting at. Early yeah. games in particular have the wonkiest usage. Uh, Mets, Nats, Mets, big favorites in that one. All right, John is the host of Corked Stats at the Mayo Media Network, which is just uh, phenomenal. You do a wonderful job breaking down numbers, uh, and I appreciate, <laughs> boy, there's a uh, – People know uh, who have followed me for years. There's nothing more than I appreciate than than a baseball nerd who gets into the weeds. I love that <laughs> stuff because I'm I'm from that background as well. And uh, so you've done you did hitters on the last one. Let's save those. Let's go to the starting pitchers. And I and we don't want to like you know we don't want to put people to we don't want to make their heads explode with numbers here. Let's right. just sort of say it as which are the which are the starting pitchers that you find to be chronically overvalued in the market when their start comes up and which are the ones that you feel are chronically undervalued here just a little more than a quarter into the season again Gil, why you and i are so simpatico is we've kind of found ourselves acting as that buffer between the laboratory and the ditch right the blueprints get drawn up and then they have to go in the hole with the tools and get built and a lot of times things get lost in translation and it's nobody's fault that's where life and variance come into play so rather than just we go with names how about styles and that way these are things people can maybe take that feather stick it in their cap and use it going forward let's go with overvalued it's always going to be young pitchers with shiny you know names and prospect pedigrees it's very hard to expect minor leaguers that just dominated inferior hitters from a skill standpoint to come up to the majors and dominate. We often see it. We just saw that the other day. So this is a perfect example. My boy, Zach Gallen and the Diamondbacks, who nobody likes, was an underdog to Spencer Strider and the Braves. Spencer Strider is a perfect example of shiny new toy. He's very impactful on a per inning basis. This is not a knock on him or that vaudeville mustache, which I absolutely love. <laughs> the problem is it's less than 40 innings pitched in his career, and the track record is not there. So that is a good place to find what's the opposite of value, where we're getting ripped off, is on prospects and players without track record that are more sizzle than steak. The good places to look are the reason why I run these leaderboards. And again, it's not just the raw leaderboard, because everybody knows Garrett Cole is good. But we like to look for this. And again, like I like to make it... Easily digestible, hopefully, the best I can. I like to look for whiffs, swing and misses, which we know are very important and part of pitcher skill, but then also a contact metric because neither one of those things stand alone, and it's the ability to combine the two of them, swing and miss plus limiting hard contact, which I believe is a function of command that work together. So every week you'll find me on Tuesday and Wednesday running these boards. We look for the best whiff leaders in the top I don't know, 60 overall, let's say last 30 days. And then 
either ex-Wobo or who's limiting barrels and blast. Again, you and I have spoke about barrels and blast. We can get into the more granular stuff next time. But those are the things we want to be looking for. Who's got the skills and who's showing it? So who's, I mean, because that's, that's beautiful what you said. So, uh, you know, missing bats is the best skill yep. you can have. Missing bats. Yeah. As Paul Spore has said for a year, the, the skill of missing bats. The other one is even when they do make contact, it's very soft contact. Which, which are the pitchers that have the best combo of that going? Well, overall, it's probably no surprise. So let's leave that. Let's go out on the limb here. Yes. Listen, we picked the we picked the Pirates against the Dodgers, and I'm gonna stay out on that limb with the black and yellow. And this is somebody who's been lighting up the advanced statistical leaderboard on both ends, and it's JT Brubaker for the Pirates. Now, again, I know you have super sharp followers. I like to think I do as well. Then maybe that's why people gravitate towards us. But this is a player that nobody is really on. We know at the very least for the he's gonna be an underdog. I'm not into chasing pirate wins, but you do know I like to chase pirate F5s. Keep an eye on a guy like JT Brubaker will be a plus 150 underdog almost anywhere he goes, including Cincinnati and Chicago. So that's a guy that I have circled when his time comes up in the rotation. What about the opposite of that? Who's who's a name that, that you hear just sort of anecdotally, not anecdotally, but also just, you know, mainstream media, maybe even where you're like, oh, this, and, and you get the sense that people just sort of accept that this is a solid starting pitcher, but in fact, he doesn't miss bats, and when he does make and when and when contact is made, it is not of the soft variety. What's the opposite of a brew baker? Well, it's one of them today. Maybe we could segue right into the bet before we okay, go. Okay, perfect. It's Hunter Green, right? So Hunter Green, superstar prospect for the Reds. I think he's going to have a phenomenal career. So again, we're talking about very much the minutia of five innings or nine innings, and it's not a slight on the man, the player, or the future career arc. So I want to be very clear. But people see the 99 mile an hour fastball and all the prospects shine. But what do I see? Way too many fly balls. How about some bad math? 52% fly ball, 13% barrel has led to three home runs per nine. But we've seen, again, the shine, which has led to some subsequent production. He had that no hitter going through eight or whatever, but too many walks in that game as well. That's the kind of player that I'm targeting. So let's get into today's play. So you saw the power metrics are just awful. Righties in particular have hit 11 of the 15 home runs off Hunter Green. I mean, I got a circle again. Three home runs per nine land you on the midnight bus to Tuscaloosa, bottom line. And it's coming from the four-seamer, the pitch that people chase. And this is answering your question, Gil. I know I can be circuitous at times, but I like to think I tie in all these different bowls. And it's the 99-mile-an-hour fastball. He's part of the pitching ninja GIF, and I love Rob. Rob does phenomenal work. But those individual gifs can be misleading. So we're looking at, check this out. The Red Sox are on fire right now. They're the best offense across the board. Alex Verdugo, Kika Hernandez, Xander Bogarts, J.D. Martinez, Christian Vasquez, Raphael Devers, and Trevor Story all have a better than 10% battle rate against right-handed fastballs. I think Boston just wipes the floor with Cincinnati today. Give me that run line at even money. I think that's going to move at least 20 bucks in our favor. Full game run line on the Red Sox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Full yeah, game run line. Okay. Uh, John, uh, I mentioned your Twitter, MLB Moving AVG, MLB Moving Thank Average. You. Uh, that's where people can find most of your stuff. But just get, give us yeah. a sense of how often you do the podcast, Corked Stats. 
Wow, thank you so much. Monday through Friday on YouTube, but it's also audio if you're into Apple and Spotify, Mayo Media Net, Cork Stats. Check us out every day. And then you can just follow me on, on Twitter. I really like to think I'm a fount. I do advanced statistics. I run my own custom employee T totals, my own custom F5 algorithm with picks, breakdowns, and like to think everything in between, maybe even a laugh or two while we're at it. <laughs> John, if only you were excited about all this. That's the only thing you're missing. <laughs> thank you, man. Thank appreciate you. it. Thanks so much, Gil. I appreciate you. John Leg- everybody. We'll talk hockey with Jake Hahn next. What a start to the Western Conference Finals last night. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN summer special is here for only $39. You get everything VSIN has to offer from now to the end of July. The next few months can be filled with the best betting content in the business right here at VSIN.com. And subscribers will have access to all of it, including Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets. Jonathan Montobo will have best bets all the way through the NBA Finals. Andy McNeil break down all the action on the ice all the way through the Stanley Cup playoffs. And with lots of NFL preseason coverage as well when that time comes, not to mention continued best bets and premium articles covering golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. If you want the full VEASAN experience, which features the daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it. The cost is only $39 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash summer. Skill Alexander, Ben Wilson in for uh, Jeff Parlay this week. Jeff is, uh, it's wedding season for Jeff. So he's going to, uh, what is it, against 74 weddings this so week? We, yeah. I only have three weddings and a bachelor party, and I feel like I have no friends compared oh. to Jeff Parles because he's, <laughs> he's always gone. <laughs> he has so many weddings. So many weddings. So many. He's a very popular guy. Very popular. He's got guy. weddings. You had, a, you had an in-game bet on Nadal and Djokovic yesterday? Oh, I no, I had I, t- I talked about over uh, 38 and a half pregame. Oh, preflop. And it got to 39, which was. <laughs> 39, which look, there was a moment there. Games. Six and seven of the second set took 28 plus minutes. The sixth game took 18 plus minutes. The seventh game took 10 minutes. And at that point, it was like the match had already gone on for a couple hours. And I remember thinking, I'm like, I wonder if primetime action will end before this match ends. And in the end, you barely, you barely, barely. get home. They should uh, offer props if those guys play again of the just the match time time on court. That should. would be a better prop than the, than the games because you could have like a four four and four match that takes three and a half hours with those guys. You're with me though. There is nothing better in sports than this. Oh no, it's not even a comparison. No, we are so on. A, we're we're on an American island, is what we're on. Ben Wilson, you and me, an island of tennis. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, the Stanley Cup uh, Conference Finals got underway last night. And that was awesome in its own way. And Jake Hahn is here from the Mayo Media Network as well. Jake, how you doing, man? Uh, I'm doing good. You guys are 100% right, by the way. That is the peak of sports right there, when two guys like that go head-to-head. And I was thinking maybe we could take it right to 8 o'clock Eastern time, and it could be like the perfect lead-in that's, that's to right. the hockey game. There was a bit of a gap there, though, about 45 minutes or so. So I was I was hoping for a fifth set, even though I did have a, a Nadal money line ticket. I was hoping for a fifth nice. set to take us right to the hockey game. Nice. Oh, you bet some tennis, do you? Nice. I like that. Oh, yeah. I, I saw your picks coming in, too. Chilich and uh, the over That's in right. the Rune-Rude match. I like both of those. So I I'm like it. There. Uh, me and yeah. Jake are simpatico. Jay Han 4, by the way, on Twitter for Jake. Uh, it would have been nice if those two had uh, run right into each other yesterday. Instead, we had a little break. We could have eaten something. But the, but the Stanley Cup, uh, the Western Conference Finals got underway last night. And in the end, the Avalanche beat the Edmonton Oilers 8-6. to six. 
And uh, this is just, you know, I'll just give you again, we're on primetime action last night. Dan Burke, who hosts Rush Hour here at the network, was on as our guest. He, he loves to bet hockey. And I'm talking to him, I'm like, you know, at that point it was like, I don't know, six to three. And Mike Smith was just giving up goals. I think it was five to three, giving up goals left and right. And as I'm asking him the question of like, when are they going to pull Mike Smith? Bam, another goal, another goal gets past him. And I think that made it six to three. Don't hold me to the exact score. But he's done this in game ones before, and then he sort of settles down. And I guess my question here is, can we expect this kind of scoring the rest of the way in this series? Or is that going to settle down? I mean, we can't expect this every night, but good Lord. No, I, I don't think we'll get this every night, but I do think we're going to get offense. We're going to get chances. We expected a, a high-paced, fast hockey game, and I think that's what we got in game one. I think what we didn't get is goaltending. So, like, you can still have a, a fast-paced game with a lot of chances and a lot of shots on both sides, but if you get a couple of good goaltenders, the game's probably going to be 3-2, 4-3, maybe 5-4 if you get a lot of offense. But I think we saw the combination of a fast-paced game and bad goaltending. So that's going to lead to a ton of goals. And when you talk about Mike Smith, the, we get wide ranges of what we're going to see from Mike Smith on a night-to-night basis. Sometimes you see what you saw last night, and it's a complete struggle. Other times he can step up and be that guy that makes like 45 saves and completely shuts down a team. So after what I watched last night in Colorado, Colorado to me dominated the five-on-five play. I think if Edmonton's going to win a game there, I think it's going to have to take a, a major goaltending performance or Colorado getting into major penalty trouble and putting that Oilers power play out there. So I liked what I saw from the Avs last night. I did like the pushback that I saw from the Oilers as well. I, I think they feel like a confident bunch. They feel like they can score on Colorado. So if they can find a way to get some goaltending, I think they can win some games in the series. So you didn't you didn't think that was a lot of just Colorado playing, you know, just sort of just taking their foot off the gas kind of thing you actually do give Edmonton serious credit for that comeback I I do just because I I think when I look at the knock on Colorado over the last couple years we know they're a great team they're just loaded offensively but they're a little bit susceptible in their own zone and they tried to fix that this year they went out and they made some moves they have a healthy Eric Johnson on the back end which they didn't have last year and they went out and traded for Josh Manson at the deadline so a little bit more beef on the back end in their own zone but I still watch them and I still think if you can get the puck set up and that's what Edmonton was having trouble doing in the first period. They just couldn't get the puck and couldn't get it into Colorado's zone. Once they did that and once they found some space, I think they can score on this team. And Colorado's got some goaltending issues of their own. Darcy Kemper was not great through two rounds uh, of playoff hockey. He gets hurt last night. Pavel Francouz comes in, who's an unproven goaltender. So uh, we can talk about the question marks with Mike Smith in that, but I, I think Colorado's got their own issues between the pipes right now as well. That total was seven last night. It was a push, 259 into the second period uh, for over betters. It was a free roll from that point, and it was a win, 438 into the second period. By the way, game two tomorrow night back in Colorado, same exact numbers, avalanche minus 175. The total's at seven. A play on that game? Yeah, well, I think a lot of people are going to be rushing to bet the over, right? And I think that's probably last night when the line opened, everybody's just opening up their sports books, wherever you can get the best number, seeing if you can grab an over seven. I saw it open in some places around minus 125, minus 130. I don't hate that based on what we saw and the goaltending question marks on both sides. I I think you can get there, but, you know, the odds makers are starting to catch up a little bit. You're you're having to pay for this over. Maybe you want to grab an over seven and a half to get a little bit of plus money on it. The play I prefer and the play that I played in the first game 
game between these two is the abs and regulation. I'll be looking to grab that again. I got it for minus 115 in the last game. I just think that they're clearly the better team right now. And yeah, they got a little loose in the second and third period. Edmonton was able to come back, but man, they're just a scary team when they have the puck. And I think we saw it on full display in the first period. They're, they've been a great home team all year. It's just really difficult to beat this team at Ball Arena. So I'll be going back to the well on that one. I'll take the abs in regulation. And I'll certainly give a look to, to some sort of over, maybe a first period over, something like that. Uh, because obviously what we saw in game number one, I think we see something similar, probably not the same final score, but we're going to see a lot of offense again. All right. And so you answered my question. So you're not taking a bite on the Oilers at plus 350 adjusted series price doesn't sound like you are there I don't think so I think if I do it's going to be after game two I, I think okay. the abs take care of business on home ice and then you could get a really big number on the Oilers going back to Edmonton for games three and four and I think then it might be worth a sprinkle if Edmonton can sol- uh, hold serve on home ice and maybe put the pressure back on Colorado a little bit I, I don't mind taking a look at it at that point but I just think the abs are way too good on home ice and I think you're getting a pretty fair price for them to win in regulation I thought you did in game one and you should get a pretty similar price going into game two so jake here's the real question and this segues nicely into tonight's game of course game one of the eastern conference finals between the lightning and the rangers which is is the avalanche oilers series based on what we saw last night because of the great goaltending in the lightning rangers series with vasilevsky and shesterkin is is the avalanche oilers series for second place you sound like with your avalanche love that it's not no, I, I don't think it is. And I this has been something we've been debating on our shows now for the last couple of weeks because we've been watching these contrasting styles in the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference. In the East, we've seen great goaltending. We've seen low scoring, tight hockey, low event hockey where the shots aren't there. And in the West, it's just honestly looks like my beer league with more talented players. It's <laughs> yeah. back and forth. You know, there's no goaltending. So I don't know what's going to win out come uh, Stanley Cup final. Like I think, and that's the question on a lot of people's mind right now. What kind of hockey do we see? Do we see the East have to open it up and play that kind of style? Do we see the West have to tighten it up and play the East style? Maybe it's as much of a, a home road type thing in the home games. The East will have that advantage, and and in the the Western home games, they'll have the advantage as well. So. I don't think it's a battle for second place at all. I just think the Stanley Cup final is going to come down to who can make those types of of adjustments. But I still like the way that Tampa and New York are playing. It's a tighter style. It's more conducive to what we'd call quote unquote playoff hockey, that hard style blocking shots, getting in those shooting lanes. And the West seems like they're just dropping the puck and saying, okay, who's going to score the most goals. So it's entertaining. But in terms of actually winning hockey, I think we're probably leaning towards the Eastern conference right now. All right. So who do you got tonight? Then the lightning are minus minus one seventy five in the series lightning about minus 130 in game one well i have a lightning cup future so i will certainly be rooting for that but i actually like this spot for the new york rangers quite a bit they just won game seven a couple nights ago so you can say they're a little bit tired long series i get all that but i think you can ride that wave a little bit and looking at the series price too i i think the rangers are getting a bit disrespected here for a team that has home ice advantage if they can win you know one maybe both of these home games now no nobody beats tampa twice in the row in the playoffs and the rangers will certainly try to do that here i think the rangers are getting a bit disrespected in the the market in this i really like tampa but i think uh, money line is a good value for the rangers tonight and i don't hate them on that series price as well all right we got to run but real quick one name for the con smythe what's the best bet out there kale mccarr kale mccarr simple yeah. straightforward jake thank you always a pleasure man always great talking to you Gil. good luck with the tennis bets as well thank you sir yeah. jake han at jay han four on twitter we'll come back the nba with dan Bespers. oh dan decided to show up this morning it's a numbers game at visa these
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of us. We're figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it it would have been been juicy. The podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM is pitching baseball fans a chance to swing for the fences. Register using code VSIN200 and win $200 in free bets when you place a $10 money line wager on any Major League Baseball game and either team hits a home run, regardless of your bet's outcome. Enjoy baseball like never before with BetMGM all season long. Sign up today with the king of sports books. Eligibility restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets. Free bets, that is, or site credit. Free bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. Skill Alexander. Ben Wilson is here in for uh, Jeff Parlay. Uh, Dan Bespris standing by to talk NBA. We'll also have Jason Weingarten, 
uh, from under a cloud of smoke. Little blind resume with Jason Weingarten. He worked hard on these for Point Spread Weekly. We'll give a preview of blind resume with Jason Weingarten. He's got picks for today as well. And Brady Cannon will join us to talk uh, golf. I think I think Jason wants to talk a little bit about the whole LIV thing as well. He's kind of uh, he's in my camp for whatever reason. I'm kind of obsessed with it, and not from like tangentially betting wise, but just I'm curious how it's going to go. Because basically, Dustin Johnson is telling the PGA Tour, really? You're going to ban me? Try me. Let's see you do that. It's going to be fascinating. Love Especially, it. too, what happened with, like, with Newcastle, for people who follow the Premier League, when the Saudis took control of that club, and it became this, I mean, this massive, like, court of public opinion thing. And, you know, where does that go with individual players who are making those decisions? Like, that's the fascinating part of it, because yeah. Phil's basically been blackballed. For other things besides this, but partially that. Mm-hmm. So what happens to a DJ now? You know, it'll be interesting. It'll be fascinating. Oh, by the way, Brady's might have a pick or two on match six for all we know. You into it? Brady and uh, Tom Brady and, uh, of course, Aaron Rodgers against Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen at the win up the street today. They're letting people in. People could actually view it this time. There will be spectators. If I didn't have primetime action, I'd be out there. Sounds like a great time. I don't know if I'd be out there. I'm just sort of making conversation. By the way, you want to tell your Rafa Nadal story now, or you want to wait till we, we can let Dan get, you know, yeah, we, we don't want to make Dan, Dan wait. I'll tell yeah. my Rafa story. In okay, a little we'll bit. do it after yeah. the break. Uh, ben Wilson has interviewed Rafa Nadal in the past at the China Open, so we're curious how that went. Uh, Dan Bespris, ladies and gentlemen, the best audio in the biz from SportsEthos.com. How you doing, Dano? Not too bad, Gil. Is my audio still all right? I I I take a lot of pride in this thing, and if I screw it up one time, the whole thing comes to an end. <laughs> like I said, it sounds like you're sitting on my lap, Dan. That's what it sounds like. That's <laughs> how. It sounds like you're right here. I don't know. I don't know if that's the, uh, the 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 non creepiest phrase, but yes, that's what it sounds like. So okay, look, look, the NBA. I was I was on uh, radio in DC with uh, my buddy Reese Waters yesterday, and he was just talking about, and he's he's not a sports better necessarily, but he's a huge sports fan. He is. He does dabble in betting, and his whole thing was. And we're so locked into sort of the, the betting, you know, cocoon. I said it earlier on the show today. Like, I get it. There's economic reasons why the NBA does this. They set the finals game one out in space, and then we, you know, have to sort of lollygag till we get there. It's still not tonight, right? It's tomorrow night, game one. And I just feel like it sort of takes the wind out of, out of the sails a little bit. Do you agree with that? It doesn't sort of take the wind out. It completely takes the wind out. And I've been ranting about this exact thing on my own show, which doesn't have anything to do with NBA scheduling. But I I just, you know, as a fantasy guy, I love the NBA regular season. I know everybody's like, oh, it's too long. I disagree. I love it. I think the playoffs are way too long. Interminable. Yeah. Over two months. What are we doing with it? Like, I don't know how this gets fixed because... When you think about what Boston is now dealing with travel wise, even with all these days off between the end of their series, but think about what we would have been looking at if uh, Boston Miami was only five games It would have been like a week and a half layoff between basketball games. You just, you can't do that. People forget that it's happening as someone who worked in minor league baseball. It was really nice to have a date of a playoff game set because people didn't know what was happening with your team and you needed time to tell them these are the NBA finals. They don't need a week to right. sell finals tickets. Those will fly off the shelves in eight minutes, no matter what day you put it on. So yes, I'm with you and I'm extremely irritated about it. And I am every year to the point where, and I can never prove this right, Dan, I can't prove this. Let me just state this in advance. So this is maybe the only rattling around in my head, but I almost I'm excited w- for what's about to happen. I almost wonder if because of the delay, 
we end up getting a different outcome than we would have had we just kept the same schedule. Like it just yeah. like some teams will deal with that time off differently than others, kind of thing. Just like I don't know, like a tennis match that gets delayed till the next day because of of weather, or a baseball game that gets rain delayed in the middle. I just you know you just wonder if if somehow history gets changed with it. But that's just me in my head. There's no way I can prove that's the case. That said, it does start tomorrow in San Francisco. The Warriors are minus one fifty series favorites. They're three and a half point game one favorites. And most of the discussion here in this time period between the conference finals and game one of the finals is, okay, you know, will the Celtics, is there enough time for the Celtics not to be affected by the turnaround? Feels like it's enough time, right? Yeah, you know, I'm not sure on that. I think they're still going to be hit by it at least a little bit, if only because of how far they've had to go in all of this. Their series with Miami was a back and forth. They were traveling between game four and game five, between five and six, between six and seven. They went back home very late on Sunday night. Uh, I think they got in like in the middle of the night, if I'm not mistaken. I was talking to a buddy of mine who confirmed that they, they did fly late Sunday night. Uh, and then they had to fly out to San Francisco cross court flight the next day. So it was almost like watching, you know, my wife is a physician. I've seen her post call before that was Monday for them. That was not a day where they were going to be awake and moving around Tuesday, a travel day. The Celtics really only had today or whatever's about to happen today. I guess I shouldn't speak in the past tense to get themselves ready for tomorrow where the Warriors have been sitting at home for a full week by the time the final start. So uh, I think Boston will still be impacted by it a little bit. You know, they've been getting battered and bruised this whole time. It won't be as significant as if there was one or two days off between games, but I do think I, I do still think there's going to be some kind of impact. All right, so most, just anecdotally, most of the folks that we've talked to, uh, at least I've talked to on both of the shows that I do, are all about the Celtics. In fact, we had, uh, we had Drew on yesterday, Drew Densick from uh, Deep Dive and from uh, Bet the Edge. He even has taken a flyer on the Celtics in five. And, uh, and I, of course, joke around with him saying, well, the ultimate disrespect. How dare he, he say such a thing? Where do you stand on this series? What, what are you playing? You know, I'm starting to think that maybe it's swung a little bit too far towards the Celtics. And, uh, you know, I was looking at it the same way. And, and uh, Boston's played the Warriors well. I think they're going to have a really nice game plan. I do think that the, the rest situation does put them at a bit of a disadvantage. But they overcame that against Miami. So, you know, anything is possible there. Uh, I think we're actually underrating the Warriors a tiny bit going into the finals. I'm sure you're thrilled, actually. Imagine to hear me finally that. See that. Imagine <laughs> that. Underrating them. I know. I know. And, well, I'm guilty of doing it for almost the entire season. I've come on here and had my mea culpa that I had an under bet on them this season. That was obviously the worst bet I've ever made in my life. Uh, and I, I, I worry that that's what's happening here, too. Um, I think the Warriors probably take game one. So if you're thinking about that, you can see the money line price on the screen there. That's a possibility laying the points three and a half. The only reason I look at the money line is because it's basically the same as the series price uh, Warriors and Celtics right now. Um, I think that my move in this series is probably to take the Warriors on a series price now, if only because I think they do win game one. And then if I really do still like the Celtics to win the series, you'd get a really nice price on it before game two. Or you just wait and you bet it before game two. Uh, I do kind of like the Warriors, though, here in, in game one. I, I think that that rest edge is going to be a deal. And maybe it's less of rest edge than an ability to prep against a particular opponent edge. 
We know the Warriors have been expecting the Celtics. Draymond came right out and said it before game six <laughs> sure did. of Miami and Boston. Broke the code. That's what the Warriors do. They break codes. Yeah. I love Draymond, by the way. I love Draymond. Or as Greg Anthony insists on calling him, Draymond, which is always fun. <laughs> That's fancy. I always love that. All right, so, Dan, listen, I, I want to say this. Uh, you have, uh, you've overcome uh, uh, issues with uh, your children, your wife scheduling to come <laughs> on this show regularly all year long. I want to say how much I appreciate it, uh, how much we appreciate your audio. Uh, before we let you go, because who knows the next time we talk to you, because I'm on vacation next week, so I don't know if we'll uh, – if, uh, they may have you in next week, but I don't, I don't know if I'll be able to talk to you again. But season wins will come before we know it. But right now, if I'm, I'm looking at the, the, just to win it all next year and just to give you some sense of, of the numbers, what team – have you looked at these at all, by the way? Uh, I saw them flash by very quickly on my Twitter feed, and I stopped and I thought, well, there's a couple of interesting names in there. The offseason can throw a lot of wrenches into things. I haven't looked at how contracts might work for teams, but I saw clubs like the Mavs that look kind of interesting at kind of slightly longer shot odds. If, I, if I'm remembering right, the Clippers were uh, among the favorites, so I, you know, I, I like them to be good next year, but I don't know about the value on them right now. But there are a few teams in that, like, 15 to 25 to one range that that stood out to me. And the Mavs were one of them. Yeah. At least that's still kind of kicking in my head. Mavs 14 to one. These are DraftKings anyway, just off the top of my head. Denver Nuggets will get their guys back. Yeah, 17 to one. one. The Warriors, the short shot to win it all. Even shorter than the Brooklyn Nets. We're going to make the Brooklyn Nets mistake again. My goodness. Let's not do that. Dano, thank you. Appreciate it. Enjoy game one when they finally decide to play it tomorrow night. Thanks for a wonderful season, Gil. You too. Dan Bespris, everybody, who one of the few men on earth who had a podcast before I did. Always remember that. Coming back, Jason Weingarten on golf and on baseball. It's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. 
have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.